to another episode of The Follow-Up. I'm Eden, and this is my dad, Noah, and every week we sit on my bed and have a conversation about something we want to talk about. And this week, we're going to talk about the NBA Finals. So it's a good day to do this. We're doing this on Sunday, and game... Game four was... You're going to work to me for. Game five is Monday, so we have a, a day off, so we're not recording this... You know, just a few hours before the game, and then these come out on Monday, so... And game four was Friday. was Friday, yes. Right. And because they were going... If game five was also in Boston, they would have played on Sunday, but they're going back to San Francisco for game five. It used to be, in the finals, used to be 2-3-2. Two, two. Home team, the, the higher seed would get the first two at home, then three on the road, and then two back home. Because... You get four out of the potential seven games. Now, then, I forget when it was, but they switched to 2-2, two, 1-1-1. Two, one, one, one. I kind of, I like the 2-3-2 two, two format. But, anyway, is what it is. So what's on your mind with the finals? Well, besides it being up, besides it uh, <laughs> being on so late at night. Uh, well, yeah, that. Um, let's start with, start with the players. Okay. Steph Curry being amazing. 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 And his game in game four, the 43-point game on the road in Boston, must-win game, reminded me of when I was in the building for game six Eastern Conference Finals 2012 for Heat Celtics when LeBron and the Heat needed that win, and then they went back home and won in seven. That was a there was an a forty five point night from LeBron, and then I remember telling mom that uh, after she gave birth to you, I said that is now the physically most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. And before that was LeBron Game Six, two thousand twelve in Boston. <laughs> so mom giving birth was the surpassed LeBron's performance in, uh, in, in Game Six. Now do you think that Steph Curry passed that? Or no, because LeBron scored more points. Uh, and it had nothing to do with the, with more points. Um, I think LeBron's was was more impressive because they still hadn't won a title yet. So they lost in two thousand eleven to Dallas. LeBron joined Miami and joined Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh went there. They were the big three, and they were talking like they were going to win every championship for the rest of their careers. Then Dirk and the Mavs won in 2011, beat them. And then, so if LeBron hadn't had that performance in Game 6 on the road in Boston, they would have been out of the playoffs before even reaching the finals. And LeBron still hadn't won a title. And he'd been in the league since so 03, gotten to the finals in 7, and then 11 and 12. It, it would have, it, who knows how we would be talking about LeBron now. So I think there was much more pressure on LeBron then. But not to say... All the pressure's on Steph with this year's yeah. team because he's really their only offensive option. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's really... And, and Steph is what I think... And you can tell me what... What do you... Okay, and I'll just ask you, what do you like most about watching Steph? Is that he's just so impressive. Like, it's not just, like, the same shot every time. He's so great at three-pointers, and those are really hard shots. So it's really fun watching like where he's shooting them from, mm-hmm. and like just how just how great he is. 
Sure. And the other day you asked me how tall is he, and I said he's about six three. Everybody guarding him is is bigger, and yet he continues to do this against bigger guys. And I think like Marcus Smart, sure. and Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown—they're all taller than him. Yeah, all taller. Right. Yeah, and Steph just works so hard. And I think what makes Steph so likable is that so many other people can relate to him. It's tough to relate to LeBron because he's six eight. 260 or 270 or 280, you know, but just human beings just aren't like that. Steph is in incredible shape, strong, fit, can run forever. But you look at Steph and you think he's just a bit more relatable. Yeah. 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 Um, Does the timing of the games bother you that they start, except if it's on a Sunday when they start at 9 o'clock? Yes, it bothers me. I like watching the games a little bit, and it bothers me so much when I can't watch them. Yeah, like, yeah so got... it's very annoying. Yeah, so there is a thought that does this hurt an, a generation of NBA fans because they can't stay up and watch these games? They were on really late when I was a kid too, and when I was that little, I don't remember staying up that late. Then you know, getting to junior high, high school, then I'd stay up a lot later and watch those games with with Jordan in the 90s and, and watch, watching those games much later. Um, but yeah, I mean, game says it starts at 9 o'clock, doesn't tip off till about 9.07, 9.15. And it's at 12 o'clock. Right. And I'm, like, that's the thing. Yeah, so, so, all right, so how do, you, how do you, how do you like to consume it then in the morning? Um, by watching the YouTube NBA 10-minute highlights. Mm-hmm. Really fun. Just great highlights from the game. Yeah, and then they do. Oh, I need to look. I, I they the league used to do it, but I'm sure they still do it. I haven't looked. They usually do like a mini movie on the game, so it's so the the highlights are just the broadcast highlights. The mini movie is NBA Entertainment, and and I have a lot of friends who produce this and 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 video it. It's they take all their cameras behind the scenes sound from players, coaches, pre-game, mid-game, post-game, and then they put it all together in, in more of a storytelling way. Like when you're watching the game, you can't really, when you're watching the highlights of the game, you can see the, in the corner, you can see the score, you kind of get the right. story of the game, but you don't really get the full story of the, of the right. game. Right, and I think something about the finals that's really special about it is the atmosphere of the fans. Agreed, yeah, why? Because. Like, let's say, um, Golden State won in Golden State. Like, I meant in San Francisco. Like, the crowds just go wild, and there's so much, like, applause. And it's really fun to just, like, hear it. Yeah, it, it is. that the, the intensity is at a whole nother level. It feels different from any other, any other game. You can feel it in the crowd. You can feel when it's a, a major moment. Broadcasters have to be conscious of that so as to not try to fight the crowd meaning trying to raise their voice over the crowd sometimes you just want to lay out and let the crowd's enthusiasm tell the story because everyone has just seen what happened you don't always have to say something as a broadcaster so you just lay out and let the let the crowd take it but what do you think of so the boston crowd got criticism from some of the warriors players about how they they've been they've been cursing at the Warriors players, they've been using the F word and using that before 
um, Draymond's name because Draymond is a player that you like to have on your own team sometimes, but you don't like to play against him because he's an agitator. And then the Warriors players are complaining that you shouldn't be cursing, you've got kids around, and then Draymond cursed on the podium with his little kid next to him. So what do you think of what what fans should be allowed to say, not allowed to say, to players during a game? I think, like, the players have to get used to hearing this because the fans shouldn't do this, but, like, it's just what fans do. Like, they're probably big fans of the Boston Celtics, they, and they want them to win the finals. So it's just, like, but I think it's just, like, the fans' reality, really. Yeah. They shouldn't do it, but it's just what the fans do. And my, I agree. And look, growing up in Philadelphia, I heard it. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. And especially against uh, when the Knicks were in town, uh, yeah. uh, Eagles games against the Cowboys were the, the worst. Um, but, yeah, I, I remember Grandpa just looking at me saying, you know not to say these things. So, yeah. Just let them say Right. They're, they're, it's fans, it, it's short for fanatic. So you're... So you're, you're wild about your team. So oh, is that why it's called the Philly Fanatic? Because <laughs> yeah. it's like Philly. He's the ultimate fan. Yeah. Yeah. So they're not, the, as long as the fans aren't threatening the players yeah. or harassing the players' families who are in the, in yeah. the crowd, players themselves say all sorts of things to each other. They've heard, they've heard it all. Yeah, and they do know. it to other players too. Yeah, yeah. I so mean, like, and I don't like how some of the Warriors players have said, I've got kids in the crowd, they shouldn't hear these things. Like, don't hide behind your kid. Yeah. In a, in a sporting event, when you know full well this is going to happen. Yeah. yeah. All right, so it's 2-2. This podcast is going to be coming out on Monday, ahead of Game 5 back, right. in, back in San Francisco. Who do you think will win? I was going to ask you that. Who do you think is going to win? Who do you think is going to win Game 5, and who do you think is going to win the whole series? What's, um, 2-2? 2-2, so Game 5 in Golden State, or in San Francisco. Game 6 will be on Thursday in Boston. And then Game 7, if there's a Game 7, it'll be back in San Francisco, I think, on Sunday. On Father's Day. Golden State, Golden State. So you think Golden State wins tonight? Uh, wins Monday night? And then wins the whole series? Yes. Okay. I have no idea. I'll agree with you. Okay. I'll agree with you. I really like, I like talking basketball with you. Me too. I'm glad you like it. And I have so many cards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm glad you like it. Yeah. All right, I love you.